authority. Everybody say authority. We have been talking about authority going on, I'd say, about eight weeks at least. I'm telling you, it is where it's at. You know, I heard a study today. I was listening to a book on tape, and I heard a study today. I think it was a Zig Ziglar that had talked about it, that a test had been done. You can do it, I think. And I'll probably get this all wrong, so just... Y'all know the story about the, the frog in the in the boiling water? You know, it's not true, but you know the story. Well, apparently this one's true, that if you put na- uh, gnats, I believe, in a glass jar and put a lid on it, for 20 minutes, those gnats will come up and try to get out. No, it's uh, fleas. I don't know what it is. It's something small. <laughs> Whatever it is. But as long as that lid, lid's on it, they, they'll come up and try to figure out a way to get out. But after about 20 minutes, they'll give up. And you can take the lid off and they'll, they'll die inside the jar. Because they've already tried it and it won't work. And they've given up. Now, I felt like that that spoke to me directly here on authority. Is that sometimes we might try things, especially as Christians, we try something. And if we get shot down, what do we do? Well, it must not have been God. I don't agree with that at all. Scripture tells us about perseverance. Tells us about keep knocking. Tells us about importunity. But yet we go down to the bottom of the jar not realizing it's wide open. Sometimes we just hit our head and we never try again. And same thing here with authority. You know, we cannot, we cannot get out from under authority. And, I, you know, I've not used the umbrella in a while, but you need something visual. And you need to be walking around like the traveler's guy under the umbrella. Because how stupid we look like this. Whether it's in your marriage or in your job. Whether it's with your children. Whether it's with God. How dumb would it look for us to go out in the rain? You remember it rained like crazy Sunday. And, you know, I, I went to Pastor Stephen and I said, Pastor Stephen, I know this doesn't happen all the time, but go get the bus and drive the kids from the house down here uh, from Sunday school. I had to take my girls up there and I don't want my girls to get wet. Drive them down. Drive them all down. Go get the bus. And, you know, we've got it out there for advertising. It looks great. Everybody comments on it. But we couldn't get it out of the mud. So my response was, well, don't put it back there anymore. What's the use of the bus? It's not a billboard. It's a bus. Get it back up here and don't put it down there anymore. Or let's pave it or something. We don't need to pave it. But look how, how stupid we look. We need to drive our kids down with the bus, but the bus won't run because we've got it stuck over here doing something it's not supposed to be doing. It's supposed to be driving us to and fro. And the authority of God's been given to us for our protection, for our kingdom alignment to be blessed. And we can't grow numb to this. It says in Matthew six thirty three, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. This is outside of the kingdom. You can't fulfill Matthew 6.33 and be here. So I believe this is the place to start. Seek his kingdom, which means what? How does his kingdom work? And who is your king? That's what we're saying tonight. If he's not your king, forget asking for anything. It may be a little dramatic, but I believe it's scripture. 
when you're here and you're not in the kingdom, how can you be in line to be praying for to be blessed when you're outside the kingdom? Amen. How dumb would we look sitting here getting pelted by the world, getting beat up at every turn? You know, the authority of God is one step away, one prayer away, and God comes running. You don't have to be perfect again. That's where grace kicks in. We don't deserve it, but we get it. We can't earn it. We get it. That's how good he is. You're one step away from being in the will of God. Woo! We'll never reach our ultimate position until we find, until we live a life of submission. We've got to give up control to gain control. We've got to get under the authority of God. What is the authority of God? I've been using this umbrella to show it. What is it? Well, can we just break this all the way down? It's the word of God. Maybe you say, how how can that be? Well, there's so many aspects here. Who's the word? We have the word. Here is the authority of God. The Bible. That's our authority. This umbrella represents the Bible. I should live my life. You should live your life under the umbrella. Maybe you say, boy, I wish God would just speak to me. I wish I could know what God says about marriage or about raising my kids or about my finances or about how I'm supposed to deal with my friend or I wish I knew a word about my dying relative. He has said it. It is here. This has not grown old. Let let me encourage you. Go read it one day and you will see it has not grown old. Those of you that read your Bible every day, do you not get something every day? Every day. Every day. It is alive. It's his desire for it to become alive in you. And to hunger for it. You know, the most used term in the Bible to describe the Bible itself is the word, the word of God. First five books of the Bible, this phrase, the word of God, is used over a thousand times. In the books of the prophets, it's used another thousand. In the Old Testament alone, this word of God used to describe the word that we have is used 4,000 times. In the New Testament, it's used 44 times. Thus, when the Bible speaks, God speaks. Can I tell you, church on the hill is a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. That's what we are. I I try my best, and I, I do believe it from beginning to end without leaving anything out. Sometimes we kind of want to pass by certain things. But no, it's there for my good. All of it from start to finish. So whenever somebody asks you, what kind of church is church on the hill? We're a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. That's where I stand. I believe we worship according to Scripture. I believe we pray for the sick according to Scripture. I believe our Sunday school classes are according to Scripture. I believe our life groups are according to Scripture. 
Let me tell you, being in the home and eating and fellowshipping is scriptural. That's why some of the answers you're not going to find in these walls, you're going to find in homes. That's why life group's so important for you. You're not going to get everything in here. Okay. <laughs> when the Bible speaks, God speaks. The Bible is the word of God. Now, let's talk about the Bible just for a minute. You know, so many times, the title of what I'm doing here is called The Thread of Authority. The Thread of, the th- of Authority. The Word of God. Some people... What kind of hang-ups do people have with the Bible? If you'll think about the Word of God, it is, it is the authority that we're talking about. One hang-up is they deny. Just flat out deny the Word of God. Not very many, but some just flat deny it. You know, and I could say, I just flat deny there's a two-foot, whatever, three-foot drop from the top of this stage to the bottom. It's not there. I don't believe it at all. But you know what? If I take off running and walk off of it, I'm going to drop. Whether I believed it or not. Now, I want you to know the word of God can be proven. It has to be proven. If it can't be proven, then it's not true. Right? Part of my walk is to prove his word. He wants me to prove his word. He wants me to prove his worth. He wants me to prove his character. He wants me to prove my character, my worth, your worth, your character, who you are. But I would fall off and get hurt. Doesn't matter how much, how, what degree that I would deny the fact that there's a drop off. There's a drop off. That's what the stage is. The Bible is what it is. You can say you don't believe it. You can do whatever, but it is what it is. It's the word of God. Now, another thing that people can do is they can distort it. Mess it up. How often does this happen? Take a verse out of context, a paragraph out of context. Build your entire theology around it and build a false religion around it. Who is the chief distorter of the word? Satan. This isn't new. Taking something and making it work for what works for you. Next is they dissect it. Treat the Bible like a math book. And then we see it all the time. Scientists prove every day that the word of God is true. People come up to me and say, oh, man, this scientist just proved that this happened. Does that make you believe more in the Bible? No, it doesn't make me believe more in the Bible. It makes me believe more in scientists. Doesn't make me believe more in the Bible. I don't know how I could. Yeah, I've said this before, but try to tell somebody that God's not a healer to somebody that's been healed. It's not going to work. Try to tell somebody that, that they can't that you can't be delivered from depression to somebody that's been delivered from depression. Rejection, you name it. A blood disease that can't be explained by medicine, yet they go and test them again and it's gone. That's, that's proving, proving. I had this week a situation where an x-ray had, had been taken and tests had to been run and had to go see specialists. 
And the doctor looked at the person and looked at the x-ray and said, I don't see this. You look a lot better than this shows. Explain that. I believe the laying on of hands. I believe the anointing of oil. I believe when we pray over the sick, the sick recover. That's what God's word says. But finally, this is where we land. This right here is where we hit. Is we disregard it. We take his word and we disregard it. This is one of the biggest struggles that even Christians have. Not denying it, not distorting it, not dissecting it, but disregarding. Most of us here, if we're honest with themselves, the truth be told, if we really were honest, if we put all our intellectual and behavioral cards on the table, we would say that many times we disregard the word of God. Now, I could be really dramatic and take a Bible and I'm not going to do it. But imagine... Imagine me flipping in my Bible, my, my real nice, leather-bound, spirit-filled life Bible. And I turn to the part that says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. I want that. My wife gets in here, submit to your husbands as unto the Lord now. don't want that. If you know what's right to do and you don't do it, It's sin. I don't remember reading that. Yet that's how we live. We pick out the things that we like and can live with. And there lays God's word. There lays our protection. There lays our hope. There lays my hope. We take the Bible, we thumb through it, and we just toss it away. You'd say, and and I haven't done it, but if I had done it, you'd be thinking, I can't believe he just did that to the word of God. Well, how do you think when you, how do you think God feels when you rip his word apart? We all have our own versions of the Bible, don't we? But when we have our own versions, our life becomes a perversion. Perversions taking something good and making it into something bad or wrong or not the way it was intended to be. So what I want you to do is I want to challenge you to pick up those pieces. Doesn't mean you're going to be able to fulfill them all at once. You know what? I've got a I've got a, a great author. You probably know who he is. We sell him back there in the back. He made a statement that I completely disagreed with. Completely. Almost to the point that I wanted to just set the book down and not read his material anymore. And uh, I wouldn't say the Lord confirmed in me that what he was saying was true. He just said to me, is he a man of God? Would you trust him? Yes, I totally would. I highly respect. And just chew on it. Just chew on it. Doesn't mean you got to receive it. The Holy Spirit is my interpreter of his word. You can go and you can read and you can read and you can read commentaries, but the Holy Spirit's got to confirm it in me what his word means to me. Do you know the Holy Spirit's a teacher? That's why we so need, and again, I'm going to plug this again. In the next few weeks, we're going to dive into the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You've got to have it. Pastor, is it a second thing? Does it, is it outside of salvation? I believe it is, and I'll build a case. 
I'll build a case for you with the Word of God. So keep coming Wednesday nights. Um, Don't take your version of Scripture. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach you, to teach you Scripture. And I don't care if you feel like your life's in the shambles or completely shattered. I don't care if you've scattered your own version of the Bible everywhere. It's time to pick up the pieces and to start again. Proverbs 28, verse 9 says, If anyone... Now, in the Hebrew, this word anyone means anyone. Anyone. If anyone turns a deaf ear to the law, what's the law? His word. Right? If anyone turns a deaf ear to the law, even his prayers are detestable. So if I have an incomplete Bible, what have I got? I've got an incomplete life. Wonder why your prayers aren't being heard. I'm going I'm to I'm step out just a little bit and everybody hang in there with me. But sometimes even our prayers can be messed up. Sometimes we can hide behind our prayers. We can say we need clarity when God has already spoke, spoken. Let me give you an example. Let's say we pray this and I pray this regularly. Lord God, bless my family. Bless me. There's nothing wrong with saying, Lord, bless me. Jabez, the prayer of Jabez shows us, Lord, bless me indeed and enlarge my territory and that your hand would be with me and you would keep my heart from evil. That's good. God gives us that to show us, give us examples. David gives us many examples of how to praise him. And you know what? Sometimes he just flat out says, Lord, work on my enemies. And he says it pretty graphically. Now, I don't think we're there today. I don't think we're having to go out with our swords and actually kill people and people are trying to kill us. But we've got genuine enemies coming at us. But let's talk about prayer just a minute. How in the world is God, how is he able to bless you when you're not under his authority? God will work according to his word, not outside of it. If if God's word is the scripture that we have and God will not work outside of that word, again, it's just confirming that this is our authority. That this is the vessel that lines us up for his blessing, for his protection. Am I going too far? He says, I am the vine. We must be connected to him. Can you receive, can a tree, can a branch receive anything from the source if it's disconnected? It's laying on the ground, ready to be picked up by a dog, ready to be carried off by the runoff, by the water that hits the ground. Can you see? We've got to be connected. And it starts here. If you turn a deaf ear to his word, even your prayers aren't going to get there. Well, this is a lot better than you're responding. How many here want the hookup on his blessing? It is, it's not rocket science. 
He did not develop it to where only the smartest people could do it. Praise the Lord, because it would not include me. (coughs) That didn't work. I rest my case. I have have got blood on my finger. I've got blood on my legs. I mean, I'm just the dorkiest drummer that ever walked the earth. But I'm going to praise the Lord. I sat there and I showed Steve and I was kind of, it was kind of my battle wound. I was kind of proud of it. And it's a little bitty, but then I saw it all over my pants. Uh, anyway, bleeding for the Lord. I just got to be a blessing in there somewhere. Don't miss this. This, this is the key. You get in the word and it is going to affect you. It's, it's going to affect you in ways that you can't see coming. Not only are you going to line up with his kingdom, but your faith is going to increase and you're going to start believing for the breakthroughs that you can't, you can't believe for right now. You may say, Pastor, why can't I believe for my healing? I got it. And I can't tell you how to start. I mean, I can tell you how to start. Start with 10 or 15 minutes, but you know what? You're going to have to find your rhythm. What works for you? What works for me won't work for you. We can't get away from here. When we get away from here, our prayers are detestable. And we've got to accept it all. We can't just leave out the stuff that we don't want to do. How can we expect God to bless our finances when we're not tithing? How can we expect God to bless our wife, our marriage, when we're not loving our wife? When we're not forgiving one another. You know what? That's, that's going to hit home right there. You know what? The, re, the, 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 the consequences of you carrying around your unforgiveness is not hurting the other person. It's hurting you. The other person doesn't have any idea and probably couldn't care less. And yet you're walking around with this baggage. And scripture says, if you don't forgive him, he won't forgive you. Maybe that's where we were supposed to get tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. But let me, let me tell you something. How do you get, how is the world, how in the world is God going to bless you? Positionally, when we're out from under his word, we're out here in the rain. We're about to get snowed on. You're drenched in dysfunction. Pelted by problems. You're getting hammered. You've got to get under God's authority. You remember the statement I've made? Get under what God's placed over you so you can get over what God's placed under you. But he's not going to put you there when you're not doing your part. Let me give you a good suggestion on praying. Obey and then pray. Sometimes I have to pray to obey. <laughs> but when I'm starting to ask, you know what, sometimes I've got to I've got to go look. Now wait a minute. God is faithful to his word. God is faithful to his word. Lord, how do I line up with you because I need I've got a lot of things to ask for. And I'm not talking about 10 million dollars and a Hummer and a 
25,000 square foot home. I got real, real needs. Okay, God, seek you first and your righteousness. Seek your kingdom. Am I under your authority? It's a good place for me to start. Am I under your authority here in this church? Am I under your authority in my life as the father of my children and the husband of my wife? Am I under my authority where it comes to my parents? You know, it says to honor your parents. We don't get out from under that one. Ever. Take account of your home. Me and Elizabeth like to pick, take projects and find, find rooms that need worked on. Take account. Don't let anything go. Take care of it. I'm not talking about you're under the authority of God if you keep a clean house. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying. Take account of your life. I'd say you are under the authority of God taking care of your house because you're supposed to be good stewards of what God's given you. Not let it go. So, I tried to not offend you, but then I offended you. So, okay. Obey and then pray. We disregard scripture. We edit the Bible. The Bible is what it is. You can say what you want to say, but it is what it is. And we need to stop disregarding scripture. Start next week. We'll start. We'll keep continue to look at the Bible. It should just take me about one more week, I think, uh, maybe two, to finish on authority. But uh, telling you, it's exciting. I know this is basic, but really it isn't. It's foundational. If you're not doing this part, you can't be looking to that part. And I don't care how, how seasoned you are. We don't get this part right. The next part's not going to work. Get in the vine. Get in the vine. When you get in the vine, some cleaning's going to happen. And it's not going to be the kingdom. It's going to be you. And let me tell you, it's going to be good. You know how you feel. I don't want to ask you how you feel when you're in the middle of your workout. When you're done. It's a good feeling. I've not worked out in I don't know how long. <laughs> I, when I lost my weight, I didn't work out at all. It was all eating. I need to be exercising. I've lost, I've lost 50 pounds and I found out my cholesterol still messed up. But my secretary didn't tell me to fast, so I went and had my blood taken. I got my cholesterol back. Then I found out I had to fast, had to go take it again. And my numbers were worse when I fasted. They weren't terrible, but they were enough to say, you need to be exercising and you need to do a few other things right. Okay. I haven't come this far to quit now. Same thing here. You haven't come this far to quit now. God hadn't given up on you. Don't give up on him. Get in it. Ten minutes. Give God ten minutes. Just just start. God's just saying, just start. He will be faithful. He will fulfill. He will give you your heart's desire. Father, I just thank you, Lord, and I just plead the blood of Jesus over, over this list, Lord. And, Lord, I believe this is prophetic. Lord, I've torn this list up, Lord. I believe that that's how simple it is for you to bring healing to this whole list, Lord. And, Lord, I do just speak over it right now, total healing. Lord, I can't even read the names on there. And, Lord, I'm just going to confess out of my mouth that those things are gone. Those things have been, you have paid the price for them. 
Lord, we're here in agreement asking for healing. And I just ask you right now, Lord, to bring healing. To heal those here, those that are hurting, those that are in need. Lord, over Gary Beadle, the only one that's not on the list. Lord, we just pray that infection would stop. Lord, help us get in your word. Help us not be like those gnats that have tried once and have quit. Lord, but to get some life back in us and to come looking for you and to come after you. We want to, it's easy to think that we get saved and there's nothing else to do. But Lord, your word in James talks about perseverance. Perseverance. There's still things to do. We don't just lollygag the rest of our life. You want us to persevere. Come after you. Fervently. Passionately. Thank you, Lord. Let us, let us make a decision tonight, Lord, to come to you. Let us get in the word. We'll start there. Let us get in the word. I ask you in my daily reading, Lord, that I would, that your word would come even more alive in me. Lord, that you would begin to reveal mysteries. Begin to reveal the kingdom to me. Lord, those that are here that have been reading, you start revealing mysteries and answers to their questions that they have. You are a God who answers. I thank you, Lord. Bless your holy name. Give us a great rest of the week. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I hope you have a great rest of the week. We'll see you Sunday.